Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Billy Watson TV. It gives me great pleasure to have a returning guest, the wonderful, awesome Sage of Quay, Mike Williams. And uh, yep, it's a pleasure. We're going to get into some Beatles stuff, obviously, and some other things. Let's find out. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing well, Billy. Thank you for having me back. I, I really cool. enjoyed the last conversation. That's good. Um, for anyone that doesn't understand my accent, I noticed you got quite a few comments on YouTube I do have a Scottish accent and I can get a bit excited and talk quite fast, so I'll try to remember to speak slower for our viewers around the world that don't understand crazy fast Scottish patter. <laughs> anyway. Your accent is fine. All I need to do is watch Outlander. <laughs> right. Or use the YouTube. If you're on YouTube, you can slow the video down. <laughs> actually, Outlander, I'm actually taking, you know, Don Lester and David Parker, who wrote the book, What Really Makes You Ill, they're coming to Scotland for a talk, do two talks. I'm actually really disappointed. The one was close to me, and there's only 10 tickets sold for the whole of the region of Edinburgh and Falkirk and stuff. You know, people should be going there and paying attention. There's another talk in Dundee, they've got about 70 sold. But anyway, I'm going to take them tomorrow to Rosalind Chapel. Well, the day after their talk, they're going to spend a day with me and my girlfriend. So we're going to go to Rosalind Chapel. But on the way, we're going to go to Blackness Castle, where some scenes from Outlander were actually filmed. That was quite close okay. to me. So just that you mentioned that, that popped in my head. Also, Hamlet with um, Kenneth Branagh was filmed there as well. It's quite an old thing. What's the story with these castles as well? You know, Tartaria, we get this the stories in the past that uh, these are all battle forts and everything, but now I've got a completely different idea of what a castle is. And um, it's quite random, but what's your kind of thoughts on these things, the, the, the star forts and the castles of times gone by? Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I you know, I, um, I, I don't get myself stuck on uh, saying... First of all, you know, a big piece of this is that there is the old world and the new world. And uh, the old world had all of this technology and it was a different different world. It was a different way of life and all of that stuff. And that uh, many of these structures could not have been built uh, based upon the current history, right? Telling us how history evolved, uh, that these structures could not have been built based upon the story that we're told today. So there has to be a different historical timeline. There has yeah, to be a different sure. history. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I do believe that. I, I do believe that there is a different timeline that uh, uh, we're not told of, that we're lied to, because basically everything is a lie. Um, I said uh, to Ole Damagard going back, oh, I don't know, about four or five years ago in an interview that I did with him that anything worth knowing is a lie. And it's true. So if it's something that's going to help you in your life and, and make you uh, more knowledgeable, uh, more of a critical thinker, they're going to lie about it. So um, these star forts and, and the such, and the, just the, the design of them tells you that it was the, the thinking with regard to uh, how they, they, they come together in the world with ley lines, astrologically, and, and those types of uh, things, that um, there was an advanced thought, there was an advanced understanding of how the world operated. And um, as an example, one of the things that always struck me was all of these buildings could be built, these structures, and uh, then we're told that uh, there were no bathrooms. There were no, you know, yeah, you know what exactly, I'm saying? Yeah. Heaton. So how is it that you can develop all of this? You can build these types of structures, but you couldn't figure out a bathroom. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's something. It's amazing, you know, like how the hell did they build that? And some of them, it's like, 
Yeah, and you had to go out back to an outhouse, right? You live in this gigantic castle, this mansion, and then you had an outhouse that you had to go to, right? So that's something even as a kid that I used to question. I'm like, God, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I listen to all of these um, these presentations, Billy. I find them very fascinating. Mud Flood, I think, yeah. falls into that as well, you know. Um, Tartaria, as, it, as an example, you mentioned Tartaria. Um, but... I don't, I don't embrace or lock and load on anything in particular because uh, I'm still in the process of trying to understand it and still learn it. For me, I know that we're being lied to. Yeah. But I think it's a mistake uh, to to uh, just land on something, embrace it, and and just say, well, this is the way it was. This is how it happened because. Uh, we really don't know what was available um, technology-wise. We don't know a lot about that stuff, which is we're still trying to figure it out. As an example, uh, I put videos up from a content provider by the goes by the name of Iwaranon, and uh, Iwar had um, done some earlier videos, and he embraced the whole uh, concept that it wasn't possible that these structures especially in the 1800s it's it's not possible that they could have been built with the technology that was available back in the 1800s that somehow these structures were built by uh, another civilization and they were repurposed and then we were lied about lied to about um their actual creation how they were built but then to his credit he went back and he dug in deeper and he found that going back into the 1800s, that the, the technology was there, that even though we would consider it maybe, you know, uh, antiquated by today's means, but that they were able to do, uh, they were able to build some of these structures. And a lot of the facings on the building, um, that's exactly what they were. They were, they were facings, they were facades. So it, it uh, a lot of the elaborate types of, um, uh, symbolism that are on that's on the buildings and all that stuff well you know he he came to find out that they were created using molds and artificial stone and they were able to create these and and then place them onto the buildings as facades or veneers and so on the outside it looks like this very elaborate stonework when in fact it really wasn't that at all you know now that being said i'm not saying that um every structure was built at the time according to the the official narratives that we have now. I, I do believe that there are structures, there are buildings that were not built by the people and the uh, the tools and the technology back in the day. Especially, I think if you go if you go further back in time and you're in the 1700s, the 1600s, the 1500s, the 1400s, and so on, I think it becomes a little more difficult to believe that uh, many of those buildings like, like the star forts, the castles and all that stuff um, were built uh, by the people at the time. Um, we used to look at the pyramids as an example, right? The pyramids in Giza. Um, how did they move those stones? How did they elevate them? How did they get them in place? I mean, and also the, you know, the, the, the stones are so, the, the angles are so perfect, the, the way they fit and all of that stuff that there had to be, uh, something else, someone else, 
putting this all together. So I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but I guess where I'm landing on this thing is that we have to be careful about saying that none of this stuff, none of these buildings were built by the people at the time, especially, like I said, going back into the 1800s. I think Ewar has done a good job to prove that that there are buildings that were built when um, the, the official narrative or the historical narrative tells us they they were put together when they were created. So um, I think we have to be careful. I think there's a lot of learning left. Uh, there's a lot of room to understand more. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's uh, it's a, it's a case where uh, a lot of these buildings were not built by the people at the time and they were left over and repurposed, but there were also uh, buildings and structures that were built by the people at the time. So I think it's a mixed bag, especially, like I said, if we go back into the 1800s. Previous to that, uh, I think it becomes a lot more difficult to say that these structures were built by the people and the tools at the time, because the further back we go in time, obviously the tools and the technology that they had makes it difficult to make the argument that. And then it says that it takes like seven or 800 years to build some of them, you know, it's like who would start a project that's going to take that amount of time and, you know, who would keep continuing it and paying for it. And yeah. You know, and like there's, then in Australia, you see some buildings like, Apparently, a huge building there. Twenty years after, supposedly Captain Cook arrived, and you know, just like well, that didn't. And all these towns have their kind of old type buildings. There's no real documentation of, especially in Australia, these things getting built from the ground up. There's a lot yeah. to look into, as you say. And the fact is, we, even walking around Edinburgh and Glasgow, you can see like mud flood. You know, these big amazing buildings, and you, and there's, the windows are at the ground floor, and all this kind of stuff. And there's a big slant, and it's like well, that's obviously something's came there and covered it up and it's been dug out the entrance to flats you walk down and then the front doors down there because they've been dug out right so the point is they are lying our history is alive and then it makes you question all of history so all of the previous civilization we get the different epochs but maybe they were existing at the same time because there's even in america there's lots of architecture that was like greek and roman and stuff like that and you know it doesn't get talked about that much but there, it is there um, you know, yeah, and one one of the things, Billy, going along with that, that we have to be careful of is that that the controllers would want to feed a narrative that says that uh, the people at the time were incapable of doing these things. Yeah, right. So we have so that that's a, that's an argument which marginalizes humanity's ability to be creative and resourceful. Yeah. So we have to be very careful of of that as well. So. Um, there's a lot of, I think, different dynamics that are playing into this. And one of the things with this whole mud flood deal and all that is it came about uh, the same way as the, the flat earth theory came about, came about going back to 2015. It just appeared. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, I'm not saying that there weren't people that wrote some books about uh, geocentrism, you know, the flat earth and all that stuff. But I'm just saying as far as a mass public awareness that that this theory existed, it just magically appeared in 2015. So, you know, and it's, it's the same thing with this whole concept of uh, Tartaria and uh, 
you know, the structures and the buildings and whether they were repurposed or whether they were built by the people at the time. Um, it just appeared. All of a sudden, it just came about and then it got traction. So the other thing that we have to be aware of is that some of these uh, these theories and these these hypotheses and um, and the such that they were intentionally put out there to feed the public consciousness. And it's not to say that it's it's a lie, but we have to be aware that there is a reason why that happened. You know, there's a reason why they're trying to seed the consciousness with this stuff. Uh, is it some people will argue that, you know, it's because there are factions within the controlling uh, apparatus that want to wake humanity up, that, you know, all of these factions within the pyramid of power are not rowing the boat in the same direction. And then there are factions which obviously want to keep people oppressed, you know, so that, you know, that could be a possible discussion point as well. So, uh, and the whole thing with Tartaria uh, that we have to be uh, aware of with that premise is that Tartaria is a, and, and Iwar brought this up, it was a very good point, um, that it is the concept of a one world structure, a one world government, right? Right, yeah. That Tartaria was this centralized, right, all encompassing civilization that had far reaching tentacles uh, around the world. And uh, so when you take a look at that and you listen to that um, narrative, and of course they put it into the context that it was good. It was really good. It was because it's all the ley lines and free energy and that was connected to all the of that stuff, so, you know, right. right. So, so then when you lay that up against what is being discussed today, and as an example, when we hear the nonsense coming out of the mouths of uh, the world economic forum, what are they talking about? A yeah. one world, harmonious yeah. right civilization where this is going to happen it's going to be green and we're going to have this technology for energy and blah 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 so right. you know we can make an argument that there are correlations between the what we're being told today coming out of the deep state the world economic forum the controllers the committee of 300 and what we're being told about tartaria yeah you know now, i'm not saying tartaria didn't exist i'm just saying that we have to be very, we have to be very prudent when we take this information in. We have to think of all of the angles, or as many angles as we possibly can, to ask why is this being introduced now? How did it get introduced? Why yeah. did it just pop up? You know. So, I don't know. Like I said, my jury is still out. Um, one of the things that has always struck me as very odd is if you ever look at the uh, the the ramping up of the population, at least the the mainstream data that we're given you know if you go back into the 1800s and you see like the line starts at the very bottom right is there's just not a whole lot of people just look at the united states as an example but you can apply this really to the world but the united states in the 1800s you got this very low uh number of of people the population number was small and then it's a hockey stick which ramps up like this over time and then you have to think to yourself, well, where did all those people come from? I mean, we well, can say people were screwing like rabbits, but you know, it's it, it, it the, the data doesn't look reasonable to me. It, it, it's it's at the very least, it's questionable that you have that type of line like this, 
over the course of 200 years. It just goes from basically, you know, a very low number. I don't want to say it wasn't zero, obviously, but then it goes, boom, it goes way up. And I also question the number of, you know, seven plus billion people in the world. I don't think that's a real number either. I think that's a made up number and people just embrace it and adopt it. Adopt it. Yeah. How do we know there's seven billion people? Well, <laughs> it's because they tell us there's seven billion, yeah. just like they tell us everything else. It just comes through their media and people just, yeah, they, they just take it at face value and they run with it. But we don't know if there's seven billion people on. Yeah, on Earth. I was going to say that. Um, oh, I forgot. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, you we were talking about the population, the ramping up. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. That you know the. Did you hear? Like, some people say in 1750 that was the mud flood, and they had a hundred years to kind of rewrite history, and then 1850 they kind of launched it again, and there was lots of these incubators. Yeah, have you seen this at the World Fairs? Yeah. So basically, then there was all the orphan trains and, you know, the, the child workforce. So they were saying that you know the mud flood came, damaged it, then they had to essentially grow the population and you see in all these pictures of the orphans there's always these guys with the top hats going around like the controllers and they're almost like the freemasons of days gone old and they, that's why they think the owners because they've set up the system after the mud flood and they've kept the technology for themselves and whether, yeah. whether the mud flood was done intentionally to cause that so that they can move in and take power or it happened and they've taken advantage of it that's just one kind of theory that's out there but i was just going to ask you maybe that was you know, they're grown children, essentially. Yeah, it could be. That's the thing. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I listen to a lot of this stuff. And uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I did a video recently. Uh, it was on the Beatles. And I, I broke things down into three categories as far as how people come about come at these types of um, theories. Right. Because not everything is a theory. So at you know, the very, very beginning, there's speculation. Basically, yeah. it's a guess. You're guessing. Right. Yeah. There's no testing. But then there's a hypothesis and a hypothesis, you know, you're, you're, you're getting, you're building more information, but it hasn't been tested. But you, I, I, a hypothesis, what we're doing there is we're building information, we're gathering information, doing research with the premise of testing it, right, to see if it holds true. And then once it's tested, then we can move it into the category of theory. Um, the problem that I have with a lot of what is, is, uh, is being presented is it's pre being presented as theory or even fact. A lot of yeah. times right when in fact most of it is falls into the category of speculation and hypothesis in other words it hasn't been tested at all and i realize it's difficult to test uh so yeah i've, I've heard of all, all of these things the incubators you know uh the world's fairs which had um electricity i mean and it, it appears that they did indeed have electricity right at a time oh, when different. we were being told that it really didn't exist yeah, you know they were able to light things up. So it's really it's 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 all over the map, and it's just going to require more digging. Uh, but I, a lot of the folks that are involved in this whole like mud flood, uh, old world, new world stuff, um, I think a lot of them have to move out of the the uh, the bucket of speculation because a lot of it is speculation, and then they've got to move it into hypothesis, and then try to do the best they can to try to build a theory. You know, also there's a theory out there that um, uh, Anatoly Fomenko, who is a Russian mathematician, has done all kinds of work. And he is, you know, he has come out and said that he believes that there's a thousand years 
that yeah. have been completely fabricated, that the Roman, the Greek, and the Egyptian periods didn't exist, that they were actual creations. And he's he's done this through you know statistical analysis, very sophisticated mathematical calculations to to draw these conclusions. You I mean so that's something else that you know is that true? I, I don't know. It's also referred to as the phantom time theory Could, or hypothesis. It's old buildings. It's got a one, but it looks like a funny one. It's not actually yeah. a one, and it's kind of turned that into sixteen ninety, where it should be six ninety, right? Know? Because they're right. just mark they put in front of things and have just called that a one. So, yeah, yeah, again, that's the point. We are getting lied to. So I'm like, you, I don't really 100% believe all these things. There's another one they've done recently. It was quite an interesting kind of theory about, and it had lots of great pictures. It was really these buildings were kind of melted and like all these red bricks. And something got so hot. Yeah. And it's like a, a firmament above. So it's like maybe the temperature got so hot and like maybe there was waters above or something like that. Then it heat up. And then, so the things were melting, and then all of a sudden, the waters above melted, caused yeah. flood, and that's called caused these buildings to cool instantaneously. And then places like Cappadocia and Turkey and stuff like that, we think they're amazing natural formations, but it's probably old buildings that have been melted. Uh, so that's interesting as well. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting, and um, another another, you know, hypothesis that's out there is that this was caused by. Uh, possibly a war, right? A, 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 some kind of nuclear or a war that took place by previous civilizations. Um, and that's how these these things happened. You know, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I I mean, I, I listen to this stuff. I put a lot of it up on my blog because I find it interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always interested in hearing interesting yeah. concepts. information that challenges the brain and gets you thinking in a new way. Yeah. To make you perceive yeah, things yeah. differently. Like I lived in Edinburgh all his life, all my life, you know, and this comes into play. Then all of a sudden I'm looking at all these buildings that I'm so familiar with. And I'm going, wow, that is actually amazing, that building. Who the hell did they build that? And look at the, you know, where it is, you know, it just is, it's like I'm living in an old world in the right. new world that's kind of hidden. And actually Edinburgh's quite famous for having an underground city. They said there was the plague. And, you know, it got that bad, they had to seal it up and bury people inside. So they do ghost tours and something that underneath the Edinburgh main city. So in lots of places now we're finding old, you know, cities almost underneath the old city. So, yeah. and it's all there right in front of us, but they give these cover stories for it all. So it's like all the, they've had 100 years and they're writing all the cover stories for history to cover up all these buildings and had to knock quite a few of them down as well um, to kind of because it would have got to a time where it would be too obvious, I think. So uh, it's crazy the level of control and manipulation that's going on. Just, and we were talking there about Tartaria and how that was released. I was listening a wee bit again to your Mike Stock interview and how he got shut down because he had essentially a product or information in the mainstream which wasn't theirs. So right. it shut him down. So that makes you think, well, you know, everything we were getting told, even on the internet and stuff, it is controlled, you know. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you believe that Nikola Tesla who was who he was, right? right. And there's people that argue that that's another, that's right. you know, kind of concocted story. Not that he didn't exist, but I mean, the what he was involved in that uh, this is all. Um, so he gets credit for the energy stuff, but actually, the free energy stuff was there already. But they just had to put right. it, and then all oh, they came and stole his technology. Those bad people are keeping it under wraps and gold te yeah. Tesla stuff. But actually, it's technology; it should be available to us all. 
and no one right the the right to it. And, and and with Tesla, like if we like I said, if we believe the official story about you know his uh, well, at least at the alternative research community, I should probably state it that way. How they tell the story about Tesla, you know, the free energy and all this stuff. Um, you know, he was also squashed. Uh, yeah. He wasn't right. he wasn't allowed to to bring it uh, to market, and a big piece of that was because of J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan you know, initially funded Tesla, and then he decided that well, you know, we're not going to do that because you know if if we give the the world free energy, then we can't make money because it's all about control. It's all about making money, right? So, so you went. Cause I'm that's an analogy to what Mike Stock was telling us uh, in the music business that if if they can't control it, yeah then you're not going to be a player. Now, hats off to Mike, because even against all those odds where they were trying to keep him suppressed, he was able to uh, to be very successful. But, you know, as successful as Mike is, uh, they, act, they still created a ceiling, right? He couldn't go past a certain point. Well, I think they destroyed them, essentially, and then they won, you know. Yeah, because they said that at that time the number forty got to number forty-one, and then they right. just didn't st stop counting sales in different places and just totally manipulated it. And it is like the mafia, basically, right. just says that, that's it. You're, you're getting too much market share. We're going to end it for you, and it carried on for a few more years. But it was an uphill battle because they didn't want part of the system. Yeah, and and Mike said, you know, he spent a lot of money battling them, and that's that's what they do. They have deep pockets, so. Yeah. They play the litigation game. They will just, you know, drag you into lawsuits and courtrooms and stuff like that, fully knowing yeah. that you're not going to be able to sustain your defense or, you know, whatever your prosecution or you're, you're prosecuting them or whatever. You can't sustain it because you don't have deep pockets. So in the end, what winds up happening is you have to, against your will, uh, throw in the towel because what are you going to do? You're going to go broke? Yeah. And, and even, you know, if you go broke, they're still going to win. Right. So, so, uh, I, you know, for folks who haven't watched that interview or listened to that interview I did with Mike Stock, that's a very important interview. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, because if you, if you think that the music industry is not rigged, then you need to listen to that interview. Uh, coming from a guy, you know, Mike is very, very successful and uh, he's, um, he has a, unbelievable level of achievements as far as his songwriting and uh he's very accomplished i actually thought, I actually thought that stock and waterman were the establishment because they got that successful you know it's like oh god another one of their ones in the charts are taking over this is you know bad for music and stuff like that. but that's obviously the story that they were selling us to put people off stock aching and waterman you know so yeah yeah i mean i wasn't a huge fan of their act some of their songs are quite catchy and stuff is marrying for teenagers and dancing. Yeah, they were good at what they've done. And yeah. they, did, they did see a gap in the market and they supplied it. And then all of a sudden, the industry had to react to them rather than them creating the, the genres and deciding. Because I've been watching that um, Sex Pistols thing on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. The, no, the, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Six part series. So it's not exactly true, but just to get the idea that these working class guys in punk just started from them. And next thing they're on the BBC, you know, and then the chaos that was caused there. And then next thing they're on the front page of the national newspapers because they're such a menace to society. <clears throat> if they were such a menace, they'd be promoting them everywhere. 
you know, even though they might have genuinely been who they were, I think there was people letting it happen. Certainly Malcolm McCarran was getting them interviews on certain places, so he was getting access, he must have had contacts, you know. So things are allowed to happen, and yeah. then they get manipulated, but it sounded like they were genuinely snuck in and they caught them out, and then it had to be suppressed. Which... Yeah, all of the genres of music that we spoke about in the last interview, Billy, they're all created by the deep state, by, you know, this is all formulated by the Committee of 300. It gets dropped down to Tavistock, and then Tavistock is responsible for building these um, these psyops. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, if you go back to the British invasion, as an example, if you go back, there's a lot of interviews with uh, with different band members, like, you know, for Pete Townsend and... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Roger Daltrey and, uh, you know, J Jimmy Page and stuff like that, the Beatles. And they, you know, they interview these people as if they're getting some kind of philosophical input from Aristotle or something, you know. And uh, clearly, I mean, that's that is a psychological operation. Here you've got these these guys. Right. Uh, and I'm not no slight to the ladies out there, because at the time, the British invasion, there were guys in the band. Um they are portraying them as uh, being knowledgeable and having worldly wisdom about what the world is all about and, uh, you know, all of the inequities and all of that stuff that's taking place and so on. So, you know, how do, how does, how do those interviews happen? How does somebody wind up on the BBC that is 20-something years old in a rock band? I think I lost you, Billy. Lost your uh, yep, came back. Be glitch, came back. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so how I mean, how do they wind up um, on, on these major news and media outlets? Well, it's because it's contrived, it's manufactured, it's engineered to to social engineer. It's all about social engineering. Yeah, it's, it's quite a heartbreaking. You know, I've revealed this the weird scenes from the canyon was quite a good one to eye open to this stuff. Then you tell yeah. people who lived in that generation. And, you know, they don't want to believe it because they were so invested in the Beatles being who they were. Like, actually, it was meant to an open mic night the other night. It's this uh, musician who's quite good. He's got a couple of albums out, Aaron Wright. So he was hosting it. And he said, I'll play a Paul McCartney one. And I'm like, which Paul McCartney is that? You know, I can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we started, there's him and this other guy. And then I was telling them all your stuff, you know. And I was like, he says, one guy's like, oh, if you just... Uh, these conspiracy theories they just make up stuff they've got too much time in their hands i'm like well don't believe me watch all the videos of paul mccartney saying i'm no him and the other guy and you know it was me i'm the double and all this stuff you know don't believe me he's telling you himself so but it was quite hard for them just to have these heroes and me just they were a pin just bursting their bubble you know and then they've shared a picture of elvis and then i shared uh, a couple of days later and it says here's elvis being elvis and i says oh here's elvis being pastor bob joyce <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's just you know another bubble burst. There's all these heroes and stories that we get. It's just so they can lie about the virus because everyone's a lie. It's just normal for them. It's you know daily operation. What we're going to lie about today is no skin off their nose to stand there and bullshit people. You know, people are so programmed, Billy. They're so programmed that uh, sometimes. I have serious doubts uh, about whether we're going to be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat on this thing. You know, um, before we started, I was telling you that my wife and I were down in Florida visiting um, uh, relatives and um, 
and I'm in the Orlando airport and uh, you sit there and you, you're waiting, you know, for, you know, for your plane and stuff. And, uh, and I watch people, I'm a people watcher. So I'm, you know, as I'm there, I'm just taking a look around and it's just, it's just unbelievable. But you see, it's a freak show. It really is. It's a freak show. And you can see that these people are completely disconnected from, from reality. I mean, like the reality that you and I are trying to introduce them to, to get them to wake up to. Um, they're, you know, they're just, it's like, like my wife said, we, we live among the living dead. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just so plugged into their, their devices. Um, and I, I, I was, there was somebody I was in line going through the TSA, you know, security checkpoint, you know, that, that nonsense. Yeah. And I'm not picking on this person. Okay. So I just, I just want to make this clear, but there was a person in front of me and I honestly could not figure out whether this was a man or a woman. I, I couldn't figure it out. So I, I think, I think it was a guy that was transitioning to be a woman. And, uh, and, and the thoughts that I had was, you know, this person's confused. They're really confused. Okay. And, uh, because, they're not, they're really, they're in between. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're not, they're not a woman, they're not a man. They're kind of this in between, this, this state of limbo. And um, I don't know. It's, and I'm, I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for saying this stuff, but the, the problem that we have is that we have stepped away from the natural order. Men are the, not women, women are not men. In the past, there may have been the odd one or two, and naturally, you know, we are this thing called trans and maybe a bit confused and stuff like that but maybe there was other factors that their upbringing or the foods and took or whatever but it was right. rare gays there was gays in history whatever okay but now there's an agenda to promote right. it that's what gets a man there it's all a big agenda it's all your pronouns and all this kind of stuff let's get some common sense and fuck all this bullshit there's men and women yeah. and you know they're supposed to be together if you're gay you know, there's some people even claim they can be cured from sexuality through certain things. And some people have been gay and then they've not been gay and they've realized whatever, but that's not to say everyone's like that. Or, you know, why can't just to be everyone's divided with black, white, racial, gay, sex, it's all division, Rangers, yes. Celtic, football, football, you know, we're all just pieces of flesh with consciousness. We should be here to help each other get through this. Have a bit, great time. To me, life should be a big joy, wonderful experience. We can make, yeah. you know, this world a beautiful amazing place but i guess we're all at different stages of consciousness so we're trying to raise people up but maybe it's going to take lifetimes for people to raise up and we have to learn to be patient here in this place but at the same time it seems to be a steam train of the wef and you know microchip population and all the rest of the shit coming at us so it's getting us like well hold on folks in the past yeah. we're just kind of going along or these idiots you know wish they were but now it's like fucking hell. In, in the same, we're going along. I didn't know, and you've known for a long time this is coming. But now it's getting ramped up, and it seems to be more immediate, you know. And yeah, yeah. it seems to be like a bottleneck we're going towards. And maybe some, maybe it's some people shamans is called like a bifurcation, where like actually consciousness are, are going to split, and yeah. people are just not going to come with us. We're going to somehow not be in the same. Realm anymore because our consciousness are that far apart because it does feel like we're living in a world of drunks. <laughs> no, it's right. You mentioned before that we're, we're sober people living amongst the drunks, and what what a lot of uh, 
folks that are in the uh, in the gay community and the LBGTQ community, the trans community don't understand is that they are being used. Yeah. Right. So even though you know, they've been told that this is so that uh, you can you can realize who you truly are and all of that stuff, what they don't understand is the the controllers. They don't give a flying shit about you, about who you think you are. They are being used as implements to move an agenda forward. That is, is what's going on, you know. And at the end of the day, uh, if they have their way, I'm talking about the controllers, it doesn't matter whether you're gay, trans, LBGTQ, you identify as a, you know, as a cat or whatever, right? <laughs> their plan is to depopulate. Yeah, that's a good and idea. They're, they're not going to care about what bucket that you think you've got yourself in. And it goes back to what you said, Billy. We all have to be human beings. And we all have to come together as humans. And we have to recognize who the enemy is and come together. But, you know, the, the psychological piece of this thing, which the controllers have mastered, they have been brilliant in a very evil way in putting everybody in buckets and segmenting the, the entire world population. Yep. And it's, it's, it's a rip roaring mess. It really is. And like I said, when I was at the airport, it, you know, what happens is reality kind of sets in because like when you and I talk, we're of like mind. So we're thinking, okay, you know, uh, we're, we're making some progress here. And I do think we're making progress, but then when we step back and we go into the public, into the public arena, yeah. public venues and then we see you know what's what's going on we have a lot of work ahead of us <laughs> we really do and as we said also before we started this we had a, a good conversation folks before we got started <laughs> is um they're just shutting us down they're shutting you down they're shutting me down and they're shutting anybody who is trying to get the truth out there so uh you know i i just wish people would wake up especially those who who think that uh there was some special category in some special protected category. What they have to understand is that uh, they're just using you until they achieve their bigger objective. And at that point, they won't need you anymore. Yep, that's the thing. People do do not really see the enemy as in their living. People still voting for the enemy. In fact, like for instance, I've been trying to make people up on all this nonsense the past couple of years and try and do comedy and I, I can't get booked in any venues because the actual other comedians first of all the venues are asking for lateral flu tests and stuff like that and all the comedians are going to do it but their industry was destroyed because of this nonsense and they're trying to get government handouts and stuff and then i'm on their forums saying look there, there's, there's no COVID here go to the site you've got all the information there and then i'm getting barred censored and they're supposed to be the fringe but the fringe is mainstream because yeah. I'm, they're saying that I'm causing people, you know, could cause them to get harm. But they're the ones recommending vaccines, sanitizers, and masks. And I think, yeah. you know, and I'm literally being totally ostracized from most venues, only like an awake venue or a particular event, then I'll get a spot on. But otherwise than that, people, you know, again, are the own worst enemy because they're siding with it. Some guy was saying, no, uh, you're delusional, so's Nicholas Sturgeon and Boris Johnson, but he's following their advice. <laughs> I'm not following their advice, so I think he's pretty delusional, you know? People are insane, as you say, there's like a parasite or some kind of program. The human brain is like a, 
an empty hard disk and it's just been programmed and wired a certain way and it's incredibly difficult to kind of get some information out of there to allow new information in. It's just so regimented and habitual thought patterns to try and break them. People need to meditate or take some time out, you know, and there's not enough time in the day because they're too busy just trying to scrape a living. Yeah, my, my wife said she, she, my wife has a lot of wisdom. <laughs> She's, <laughs> she doesn't have a big mouth like me to talk on podcasts and stuff like this, but, you know, we, we talk a lot and, uh, she's totally awake and she said to me you know she says there is there is a coronavirus he says it's you know the cr the crown right yeah. the crown yeah. virus the mind virus the brain you know it's uh there is a mind pathogen or a mind parasite it's it's definitely there that's and, why we use um, television and stuff we got to put these images and stuff on our head they're creating a reality the more we pay attention to them talking about all this stuff you know if nobody had the tv and all of a sudden we're all in our own communities and dealing with real life. Then you're going to get, you know, blossoming of different experiences in the world was in the past, different cultures. But now everything's homo homogenized, if that's the word, because of TV and everyone's getting the same. We're all thinking the same, doing the same and becoming easier to control, like in school, a school of fish, easier to control because they're all thinking and doing the same. They don't want individuals. In fact, some people are actually claiming individuality is a bad thing and stuff, you know, these corporate people, because they don't want awake people questioning their authority. Right. So, yes, yeah, we have to be careful what we let into our consciousness because that affects the way we think and perceive, you know, and the, day, the news is great. It's subliminally programming people to make them think they're clever, but actually they're just getting brainwashed to repeat nonsense. Right. And this whole thing, you made a good point about, individuality is the most important thing it's it's an individual journey first and foremost that's why you you came into this world you came into this world to learn and it's soul development um so the individual is the most important aspect of coming here and they want to tell you that it's some kind of communal community oriented thing and the problem with that is that see they're coming at it from they're coming at it from they're coming at it backwards actually they're teaching you we're teaching folks that community is most important first and foremost and it's not it's the individual comes first because to the extent that you have uh, strong individuality you're knowledgeable you're resourceful you're resilient if you have a community comprised of those types of individuals and you have a very very strong community you can do just about anything you want to do Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's how you build community. You have to start with the individual first and then move to, to the community. But they've taken the individual out of the equation and they're telling everybody about this, this communal mindset, uh, which, which, which they have created through, like you were just saying, through their, their media, just dumbing everybody down to the point where they, they can't think for themselves. <laughs> You're just people it's it's hive mentality people just do whatever it is they're told to do they turn on a television set television says says uh, wear a mask okay wear a mask i mean and you know that that stuff's coming back now yeah. like i think in california i think it's in la and san diego they're talking about the quote the monkey pox i mean give me a break well the new and who advisor is basically saying masks and the lockdowns are here forever that's our quote yeah <laughs> yeah so, yeah fuck off it's not here for me you know it's it's really funny um i don't know if you feel this way i'm sure you do but i feel like uh 
I'm not a part of this reality, Billy. I don't feel a part of it. I don't, I really don't interact with it. Obviously the times when you have to, like if you have to get on an airplane and go someplace, but even then I, I feel myself basically it's pulling back. It is as if I'm an objective observer of what's going on. I, I, I mean, can't be in the normal world and deal with normal people these days. Everyone, when I try and do it, shit happens. And you know, I'm just, I've always felt like an alien. Just because yeah. basically when I looked at adults and their kind of the way they acted and the anger and the jealousy, like when I left school and got a job in the factory, I was like, God, bigger children here than I was at school. I was expecting, you know, an adult world where people got on and talked. It's just pettiness. And I don't know, even in the comedy world, there are different things. There's cliques form and they don't seem to want to encourage everyone to rise to the top. It's like, oh, it's like crabs in a bucket. One gets up and they pull them down, you know. And then yeah. you try and help other people and you get nothing but grief and shit for it. And it's just like, oh, fuck you lot. I'm just going to close my door and, you know, hide away and read some books with somebody with a brain or, you know, talk. That's a good thing about actually this has kind of brought a new set of friends and you meet new people since this coronavirus. It's kind of helped, you know, get rid of friends who you weren't really friends with and didn't have much in connection and meet more like-minded people. So again, that maybe is the, the, the separation kind of thing. I don't know if that's real, how physical this world is and that can happen, but certainly it does seem like we are strangers in a strange land. There was the book in the 60s, was that? Grocking. Yeah. You know, book. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we are we are strangers in a strange land. I, I, you know, I wake up every day and, uh, um, I mean, I pretty much keep to myself, right? So uh, we, we do our own thing. You're and, an artist uh, as well. Artists tend to do that. You know, you go in yourself and you look at the world and then you out of that comes your art because I don't think artists right. are really meant to mix. They kind of were supposed to like observe and comment on it, you know. So it's kind of part of the job. But it's got more extreme these days with the insanity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always been that way. I've always been very much to myself and uh, have a small circle of, you know, obviously I have my family and friends. Uh, and I'm perfectly happy with that. And um, and I have to say that the people that I associate with, that I'm networked with, um, they're awake. They're awake to a large degree. You know, some of them, you know, more more than others, but at least they are understanding and realizing that the world is a very screwed up place. And uh, and we have to try to fix this. You know, uh, I, I could tell you one of the things. I mean, I'm digressing here a little bit. That I'm very happy about is my daughter and, and her husband, like, I'm, I'm going to have a grandchild. We thought, we thought the baby was going to be born last week, but uh, it was a false alarm. So I'm, I'm sure probably within the next week or so, All right. uh, so I'll have my, my, my grandson, we'll have our grandson. Um, but I'm very happy that um, my daughter and her husband are, are awake, awake. Yeah. You know, because bringing a child into this world, if you're not awake, and you're bringing a child into this world, it's like the kiss of death. Yep. All right. I mean, all of the the seventy something injections that the baby's going to get up to age six or whatever, going to the indoctrination centers, which are called public schools. Uh, you know, sitting in front of the television set, in front of their phones, and oh my God, you know, it's um. I shared, it's, it's, I shared a picture that said um, as a newspaper article conspiracy theorists. We're right, sperm count is getting reduced due to the vaccine. And I says, well, that's probably a good idea. 
because um, you know the parents probably would get their children poisoned as soon as they came into the world if they've took the, taken the jab, you know. Yeah. So it's maybe a good. Yeah. Uh, they are getting sterilized. You know. <laughs> well, that's you know a lot of people don't realize. I covered this going back to I think it was late 2020 when I was doing the Clown World news. I don't I don't do it anymore. I did it for about a year um, because anything beyond that, it just becomes so repetitive, you know, and uh, it gets to be a little boring. But but back then, um, there were documents that were released from inside of Pfizer. They were leaked out. And those documents very specifically stated that uh, that one of the uh, adverse reactions, or I, I would say one of the intent, yeah. <laughs> one of the, of, of the injection, was sterilization of both men and women. It appeared to have uh, more of a sterilizing effect for women and their eggs, but it also affected men and the uh, the sperm count. And uh, and even the mainstream media is telling us that the male sperm count is way way down. Yeah. I mean, this is not conjecture. I mean, this is all the stuff that's in the food. It's all right. It's in the food. It's in the air you breathe. It's it's the water that you're drinking. You know. Uh, all of this stuff is contributing to the breakdown of the mind-body dynamic. But there was an actual interview of a guy, I'm not sure, John Snow it might have been, I'm not sure if that's a character from Game of Thrones, but anyway, there was, a, there was a reporter interviewing this guy, and he admitted that you can only sterilise the population. He kind of came out by accident and says, you know, it takes a while with these vaccines, we can only sterilise about 60% of the population, blah, 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 and he kept on talking. And you've seen the news presenter must have got something in his ear, like, get rid of this guy, you can. And <laughs> <laughs> he's let the cat out of the bag without realising yeah. it, you know. So that was it. it was just to me, that was the plan. And they they know about it on this level, you know. It's like, we're going yeah. to sterilise and get rid of these. We are the elite. We've got too many of these. We've got our technology. It's almost like they need us to build all the infrastructure and stuff and get to this point after the reset or whatever. And now they've got everything they need so they don't need us. We've got the machines, and yeah, they want to. We're just a nuisance to them. But the thing is, they kind of dumbed us down to be idiots, and then criticised us for being idiots. If you know what I mean, we we should be valuable members of society and raise ourselves up. But they don't. They obviously just they think they're superior as well, but they're not actually. You know. A lot of them right. are not enlightened at all, but it's just because they've got the money or the position or the power or went through the satanic rituals, or whatever, to get into the club. You know, let's not forget a lot of this controllers is a big network club and it's secret societies getting up to all kinds of shit that we don't really know. And uh, yeah, that's a level of consciousness that is controlling us as well. That's, you know, there's one thing seen of what they're doing, but who are these people and why are they following this evil shit? What's going on in their head? Why would you want to? I heard about the police. There was this woman, a friend of mine, his wife. She was trying to expose child abuse, and five policemen jumped her, beat her, stood on her head, and telling her we are the law and everything, and says, "If you come to the station, we are the ones you'll be reporting it to." These are the police, you know, and they're doing it together. Pure evil. What's actually? How's this evil just being rampant? And I don't know. It's a sickness, isn't it, in, in the world? Then, do you think Satan is a real thing and is infecting the world and? There is this evil stuff, and do we always have to live with it? Can it ever be eradicated? Who knows where we're living? It's a computer reality, or who, you know, it's just crazy. I've always got questions. The more you know, the less you know, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, e evil definitely exists, you know. And one argument would be that you know we 
came into this realm or this reality to uh, to experience evil or the duality, right? So that's that's one discussion point. The other discussion point would be that we weren't supposed to, you know, experience this evil. That this evil somehow was able to permeate this realm, right? This is this is kind of presented in um, David Lynch's um, uh, Twin Peaks 2017, where he um, does an episode where they, uh, they they detonate the atomic bomb at the Trinity test site. And back in the day, you know, there were a lot of scientists that were very concerned about det detonating the bomb because uh, they were concerned about the reaction, the chain reaction that could occur. And so what David Lynch was uh, presenting, which I believe he was presenting, and I had, had this discussion with a good friend of mine, uh, Jack Hart, and uh, and he agreed. We, we both thought that what David Lynch was presenting to us is that uh, this evil, when they detonated that bomb at the Trinity test site, they opened up portals or doorways to let in entities, beings, or whatever you want to call it, energies, very wicked, negative, evil. So CERN's supposed to do as well. Yeah, and yeah, it was, right. There's a lot of discussion about CERN opening up doorways and portals as well. Now, uh, is that the case? I, I don't know. I mean, we can, I've also think about timelines, you know, uh, somehow we were nudged over into a different timeline and people will ask me, well, when do you, th if that happened, Mike, right? Of course, this is speculation, right? Uh, when do you think it happened? I, I think it's possible it took place on 9-11 when they had the entire world focus on 9-11, they captured the, uh, the consciousness worldwide, the thoughts worldwide, and they were able to nudge everybody over into this very bizarre timeline, which has a lot of similarities to the previous one, but it's clearly off. Mm. It's clearly off. I mean, some people don't subscribe to the Mandela effect. You know, I do. I have personal um, experience with the Mandela effect where, and, and this was before the Mandela effect was, uh, like a, a mainstream alternative research, conspiracy research topic. It had to do with Kirk Douglas. I remember Kirk Douglas very clearly dying in the 1990s, you know? And, um, and then I received an email from Jack Hart and he said to me, Mike, take a look at this. And he didn't say anything else. So I looked at it and the article went on to say that some people remember Kirk Douglas, Helen Thomas, who was a White House reporter, and uh, uh, Richard Chamberlain, who was an actor. But I'll focus on Kirk Douglas. Some people remember him dying in, you know, in the 1990s. I'm like, yeah, he did. He died in the 1990s. I remember watching it on TV. Right. He had his, they had his service out in L.A. So reading the article, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So after I read the article, I went on, I did a search on Kirk Douglas fully expecting, you know, he's died, he had his obituary and all this stuff. No, he was alive and well. And they said he was blogging in LA. He was a blogger <laughs> at 90 something years old. It was a mind blower. And you couldn't find any evidence of him dying on the internet. Nope. Or... nope. But the thing was, I have uh, my brother uh, remembers him dying in the 1990s as well. And of, of course, Jack Hart remembered him dying in the 1990s. Right. And uh, subsequent to that, I spoke to other people and I, they said, yeah, I remember him dying in the 1990s. And then he wasn't dead. So how does stuff like that happen? <laughs> you know, how does stuff like that happen? Am I remembering wrong uh, when I remember it very clearly? No, I, I'm not remembering it wrong. I remember him dying in the 1990s and I will stand by that, you know. Now, the other thing you mentioned, uh, Billy, just, just really quick here is 
a lot of people who are in, you talk about the police doing a beat down on a woman who wanted to report, you know, child abuse. A lot of these people that are involved in this evil that are enabling it, either because they want to pick up a paycheck or they've been brainwashed into believing that they're doing the right things. You know, what they don't understand is if these controllers have their way, their circle of, of friends and influence is going to shrink more and more. In other words, there are a lot of people out there that are doing work on their behalf. Once that work is done, they're useful idiots, okay? They're going to be discarded. They're going to be pushed out, out of that inner circle. So even these people that are attending uh, functions like at Davos, the World Economic Forum, a lot of these folks are in for a very, very rude awakening because there's going to come a point, again, if the controllers have their way, where they're not going to be viable anymore. So all the shit that they're doing where they're hurting people <laughs> and they're enabling this, this evil, they're going to get caught up in their own web. So if you're one of these people and you're listening to this, I'm telling you, it's what's going to happen because the people that are pulling the strings, this is how they operate. They, they take no prisoners. Where do you think this is going then? Do you think this 2030 agenda, own nothing, be happy, eating insects, microchip, cashless society, that's 100% coming your way unless we do something about it? I mean, it, like I said, if they have their way, if, if, if most of the population just, they're doormats and they, keep, they just lie down and take it, then yeah, they're going to get their way. When I was at the airport coming home, I was back in Raleigh. So I was waiting for my ride, you know, and uh, and I see they had a flat screen TV there and they have this thing called Real ID. Real mm -hmm. ID is a national ID here in the United States. And they said on the screen, it said, if you don't have a real ID by May of 2023, so less than a year away, you can't fly in the United States. And this where's is the uproar like about that? I mean, where is the uproar? Why do we need a real ID? Why is, is it my driver's license? In, in any way, or what, what is a real ID? You know, is it, is it using COVID in some way as an excuse for this, or is it just an official oh, ID? It's, it's, it's under the guise of, it's under the guise of uh, consolidating uh, information, consolidating your identification for the purposes of being able to fight, you know, terrorism. Right. It's total bullshit. Okay, it's total bullshit. For traveling, then what's the difference between that and a passport? A passport or your driver's license. If you're going to fly in the United States today, all you need to do is show have a North Carolina driver's license. Here's my North Carolina driver's license. I get on a plane, no problem. There's no problem today. Why yes. is it? Why is it a problem <laughs> in eight months from now? Right. But it's all about the consolidation. It's all about uh, bringing everything in under this one world order and there's no pushback on any of this people yeah. are just you know they just okay i'll comply that's fine because i need to get on an airplane and i need to do this and i need to do that people are not thinking in terms of the sovereignty yeah they're, they're just not they're just giving it away on a silver platter so you know but what's going to happen is like you and i uh because we're like the lone wolves out there i'm talking about folks who who understand this stuff um we have a choice we can either not fly yeah. Or we're going to have to go get a real ID here in the United States if we need to go someplace. Now I have a, you know, I, I have a stepdaughter out in, in, in L.A. So what are we going to do? Not see her? 
Yeah. Well, basically, my son's in Turkey visiting his mother right now, but he's going to come back here. But, you know, at some point, you know, he's going to see his mother or me, or, you know, what's going to happen? We have a right to travel. You know, who, who are right. these people to, to say that? I think maybe what could be a good thing coming out of this is a lot more people now are looking at actual the birth certificate and all that stuff and how we get sovereign. Because I believe, actually, in the Google uh, algorithms or the social credit system that's coming out, because apparently people, that's all set up. You know, COVID is almost a testing ground and putting everything in place for implementing that, the, the China thing. And in it, it's got one level and it, it's like sovereign. So essentially, anyone else won't be able to buy stuff, programmable, programmable yeah. currency. But the politicians, they'll have the sovereign access. But I was thinking maybe that's also for people who've raised themselves up, done the study, learned how to be sovereign, and not contract with them because they use all these contracts and you know legislation, which is all black magic sigils, and to get us tied into the dead legal fiction. And if we can learn that that's a fraud and just bap it away, then right. essentially they've not got the godly right just to grab us and do what they want. And for the rest of them who want to remain ignorant, then they'll lead that ignorant life. But it's up to us. But I don't think it's good, and they've got good intentions. But I'm just saying, if that was a way to make people get sovereign and learn the law and be responsible, it could be quite a good thing. You know, say, guys, you're going to be prisoners unless you take full responsibility and then they should provide the training and everything. But, you know, I'm just saying they've got the system in place and it's up to us to not contract with them and learn right. to, to take full responsibility in all aspects of our life, you know? Yep, that's the thing. We have to step up and, like you said, do not contract with them. And I also want to make it clear that, you know, with this COVID pass, uh, you know, they're, they're still pushing that big time. And uh, ultimately, that's what they want because they want everybody injected. Um, now, I said before about the, the real ID. I mean, that's about that's that's the you know, that's the boundary I've set forth. Right. Because my, my attitude is they already have so much information on us. Yeah. All right. So am I going to die on the hill with real ID? I, you know, not really. But what I won't do is I will not I will not take the shot. That's not going to happen. So if they get to the point where there's like, oh, you can't get on an airplane, you can't travel unless you've taken shots. Well, guess what? I'm going to be staying home a lot, like a lot. I'm not going yeah. anywhere because I'm not going to do that. Well, why would you? Because of the coroners and that saying that it's turning the blood to glue. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like they're they're pulling they're pulling like caulk out of your out of your veins and arteries, you know, and um, but I'll tell you what, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, Billy, the problem we have is, and I know you know this, so many people do not, they don't know anything. I, it's, it's amazing to me that two years into this, two plus years, how many people still have no idea well, most about of them any, <laughs> about, let's say, the adverse reactions. <laughs> they, they have, like, they don't know anything about strokes, neurological disorders, heart attacks, death. <laughs> Bell's palsy, Guillain-Barre. They don't know. They don't know squat about that stuff. And I, I have. It's amazing to me. At this point, how do you not know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's football yeah. players and everything claps in as well, which never used to happen before. But now they've got all these things. It's normal, you know, for a child to have a stroke. You know, adverts on buses. So yes. Going past it. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. S yeah, sudden adult death syndrome. I think you and I talked about that last time. 
now that they've mainstreamed that it's it's perfectly normal to be healthy today and be dead tonight well well how did that happen they didn't have any symptoms they didn't have any kind of existing conditions oh that's sads s-a-d-s yes it's 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 very common people just are alive you know during the day and they they're dead tomorrow so people are like oh okay you know, it's a, you see it all the time. You never used to see them in the deaths of young people dying. You know, it's no. obviously a common factor, but these are just the ones we're hearing about. And all of a sudden, so-and-so's died. And he's died 35, 28, or whatever. And it's like, you don't even need to ask if they've had the vaccine. You know, it's just like, obviously, it's clogging up these arteries and people over time are going to start dying. All the athletes. <laughs> all the athletes. Right. I mean, all the athletes that have, we have, we have actual video footage of them dropping dead Hi, on so the yeah. field. <laughs> 20 something year old guys in great condition. And they're just dropping dead. In fact, <laughs> I put a, I forgot the guy's name because I don't, I don't follow cycling. Um, but there was a video of this cyclist. I think he's out of France. I've seen that one. He was talking about it. He was talking about it, how he's fatigued, how his oh. legs hurt. You could have to get up. You couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't do it anymore. And he, he, he said it wasn't just him, but there were other cyclists that were um, experiencing the same exact symptoms, health yeah. issues. And these guys are all, I mean, cyclists, for God's sake. I mean, they're in great shape, right? And I'm watching a video of this guy, and you can tell he's completely clueless that the symptoms that he is experiencing, the health issues he's experiencing, and these others are tied to that shot. Yeah. Like he never connected the dots. Well, there was a woman, she's got totally red face, totally major skin. And she says, since I've had, she was so healthy before she had eczema, but it was totally manageable. But since three shots, and she says, I'm not saying it's anything to do with them. And she's looking like a beetroot. And then she went to the doctor and she got more creams, steroid creams and rubbed them on more toxicity in her face. And she, her whole life, you know, she's breaking down in tears and everything. I'm like, probably the shots, sweetheart, you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just can't go that leap to go, oh. She, but she says it's, she can't, it's made her not manage her old condition more, you know. She, so she thinks she's got a condition. And whatever the shots have made her not manage that condition. But actually, that's been the poison that's triggered all it. And maybe yeah. her eczema was caused from childhood vaccinations. Because no vaccination does any good apart from poison you, you know. So... That's the thing. People keep on talking about no COVID vaccines for children or no COVID vaccine or they don't mention all of them because there's no scientific basis for any form of vaccination because it's complete bollocks, the whole thing. Yes. And that's a big leap for people to make as well, you know, because we've been told this idea of catching a cold through germs. I think there's some maybe mental, you know, somebody breaks in a detox and you kind of come out on one almost in sympathy or is that time of the year? but it's yeah. not through contagious germs because it's never actually been proven. It's one of these, again, stories that go out there, like 7 billion people, you catch a cold, that's it, you know? And Yeah, that's, sudden, that's the thing. It, it, it come, people just, they just absorb whatever is presented to them, you know? I, I talk about this all the time. Um, we, don't, we don't consider ourselves, I'm talking about people in general, as authorities. We need to be our own authority. So what most people do is they abdicate their sense of authority and they give it to somebody else. You know, we, we have this, this uh, clip, I don't know if you saw it, here in the United States. So we have that clown, Biden, um, come out 
And he says, hey, I had two shots, two boosters, and I caught COVID. Yes, you know. Right? And then he's going on saying, but don't worry. I'm still running the country, taking care of the country's affairs. You know, he's clearly not running anything. He has dementia and he craps his pants. Okay? It's not, and that's the thing. You know, there, there are people in this country, 50% of this population, I'm just pulling that number out, right, <laughs> that believe he actually runs something. So what does that tell you about the mental aptitude of, of the population? They, you can clearly look at that man and notice he can't stitch a, uh, uh, a sentence together. And he looks lost on any given day. But they believe he's running something. So in any case, going back to him saying I had two shots and two boosters and he caught COVID, does it not click with people that you were told in the beginning that the vaccine was going to eradicate coronavirus and COVID-19. It was going to eradicate it. That's what it said. That's what it said. <laughs> and now you've got the quote, president of the United States, two and a half years later saying, two vaccines, two boosters, and I caught COVID. But don't worry about it. I'm still here. I'm still alive. And, and he, still he, take he, another he, one to Ted. And still take the new ones. The new ones are effective. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> you know? Again, I think it's just the psychological warfare. They're just mocking people. How stupid are these people? And if you look at lots of pictures from Biden and the new Biden, it's not the same guy. You know? No. no. Like, I, I had I a video I put up, Billy, uh, where they had clips where um, it was allegedly Biden, but there was a latex mask. Right. So, so what happens is sometimes I think we get the real Biden okay. where he clearly cannot put a sentence together. He loses his train of thought. He has very severe uh, brain fog from the dementia. He walks in the wrong direction when he's supposed to leave the podium. In the country, what's going on in the world? It's completely insane. We thought it was bad that George W. Bush and then Boris Johnson, but Biden, every time they seem to be taking it to another level of, yeah. you know, here's another Muppet. You're going to follow this guy. Look at these ideas. You don't know, believe in this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and other times, you know, he, he shows up and he actually can stitch a sentence together. So you think it to yourself, well, yesterday he he couldn't find his way to the podium. And then today he's actually able to um, to speak and read off the uh, the teleprompter. Well, yeah. what happened? Well, I, I think what happened was uh, it's it's all theatrics. Yeah, That's what I think as well, yeah. Yeah, it's all theatrics. They, uh. they, they have no, people have no idea how advanced the, the cosmetics and the latex and all that stuff, how advanced it is. I've tried to put videos up on my blog to show people where this has progressed to, to the point where people can put latex masks on, like high quality latex, and you cannot tell that it's a mask. You cannot tell. Um, but of course, you know, people Ronaldo, think, huh? Ronaldo, the football player, he got the latex mask and went to a park and you know, was playing football with everyone. And then at the end of it, he revealed he was Ronaldo. Nobody had a clue. Or, you know, Nobody had a clue. Huh. When you talk about guy. latex masks, people think you go, you know, they think of the mask. It's just essentially the same, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Tom the, you Hanks know, the Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. I was just saying, I've seen Tom Hanks perform as Colonel Tom Parker in the new Elvis movie. And again, that was all very much, those prosthetics are quite well yeah. done, you know? Well, the CIA. Um, in order for them to perfect um, their mass and prosthetics and all that, they went to Hollywood. Yeah. They, they hired Hollywood, basically. They work, they work as, together, as couldn't they? Hollywood and the CIA and the government to make these war movies, they're all working together, exactly. totally hand-in-hand, hand, Hollywood yeah. and the military-industrial complex, you know? Yeah, 
exactly. So I don't know. I, I don't know what to say other than uh, we have to keep doing what you and I are doing. And uh, hopefully we can wake more people up um, because we need more people to wake up. Yep. But it's hard when the people are trying to wake up are still fighting with each other and in fighting and egos involved and not very high in consciousness as well, you know? Right. It's people have to work on themselves, which is hard because a lot they're just wanting to do things and maybe share articles, but actually there's a bit of self growth involved in it. Absolutely. So, that that goes back to the individual piece of this yeah. thing you and I talked about. You have to do your inner work. You have to yeah. do it. If you don't do it and every and your life depends upon all external factors, then you're not going to grow. Yeah. As an individual, you're not going to grow spiritually from a soul perspective. The world better. We all grow. We all improve. Then the world will improve. Until yes. people themselves grow, then the world's not going to get better. You know, it's right. an internal, individual thing, primarily. Right. You know, because if you're always reaching outside of yourself, then you're just a prop of the external variables that you're embracing. That's all you are. That's that's what you're going to reflect. Yeah. So if there's decadence out there, you're going to be decadent. You know, if yeah. you're if you're embracing vices, then you're going to have vices. You're going to have all types of addictions and stuff like that. And that stuff comes about because the person is too invested in stuff outside of them, the external world. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's been great chatting with you again, Mike. I'm happy to do it again anytime you want. I know you're a busy man, so basically just let me know and we'll hook it up. But just now, thanks for very much for your time. And thanks everyone for watching and we'll catch up with you in the next one. Cheers and out. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.